This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 117, Indulgent Emotions. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Is unstoppable. So happy to have you on this episode. I'm going to deem it now. This is going to be one of my favorite episodes to date, and it's going to be an episode I send for clients to listen to over and over again. I have been wanting to put this episode out into the world for months, if not years now, and it's been one that's played in my mind over and over and over again trying to get the wording just right and really making sure I'm explaining what I'm about to explain to you about indulgent emotions well. Before we get into all of that, though, I just have to give a shout out to those who are leaving a review for the show, be it on Apple Podcasts or maybe on my Facebook page or wherever you listen. Remember that when you go and leave a review for the show, take a picture of it and then submit it to the link that's in the show notes, but it's also lindsayepreston.com forward slash 100. So you just put the one zero zero. And then you get a free copy of my podcast book that details all the first 100 episodes of the show. Each episode has a one page summary about that episode. So then you can just go and look at that one page summary and take the, you know, step by step details of that episode and start to implement it in your life even more. So if you're experiencing something like disappointment, you go to that episode, look up the steps, go implement it. If you're making a career change, go look up that episode, implement it. There's so many amazing resources in that book and you get a free copy when you just go leave a review for the show and then submit a picture to the link I just mentioned that's also in the show notes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A couple of reviews I want to give a shout out to. One is from Foul Fighter, and she says, this podcast has been so helpful to me. I'm encouraged every time we listen to it. What Lindsay teaches is well-researched and also personal stories she shares about how she makes changes has worked in her life. Listening to this podcast is much like having lunch with a dear friend who understands what you are going through. So nice. Another review from, I'm not even going to attempt to say the name. You know, you get funky names when you're on Apple Podcasts. But she says, I found Lindsay's podcast last year and I found every episode I've listened to be super honest and informative. She breaks down advice and makes it easy to understand so you can put it into practice. As someone who's looking forward to starting her own business, I really appreciate the openness Lindsay gives. And then the final review is by Val0123. 
She says, Lindsay brings in stories from her own life, how to demonstrate how to actually change your mindset and get the results you want. I love that she shares techniques and also how she's applied them. It makes it easy to do the same. So commonality on just those three reviews there. You guys love how I'm honest and open. <laughs> it's hard for me not to be honest and open. Like I, I can't filter myself sometimes. So I really appreciate that y'all love that. And two, that you went and left a review for the show and then got your book. Now two, know if you're a current client of mine, you also get a printed copy of your podcast book as well. We ship it to you even if you're international. So super exciting, right? All right. So indulgent emotions. Whew, as I said, this is going to be one of my favorite episodes. Okay, so let me give you a backstory about how I came to know what indulgent emotions are. So I closely follow Brooke Castillo's work at the Life Coach School. I'm not certified through them, but I deeply listen to her work and I'm also in her self-coaching scholars program. And Brooke is the one that has talked about indulgent emotions. And that was the first time, again, that it was brought to my attention. And the way that she defines them um, wasn't quite where I felt with it. Um, and I didn't even know if I really wanted to call it indulgent emotions. I really played with some other terms like authentic or not authentic, helpful or not helpful. But I felt like by putting it in those kinds of terms, it was making it very black and white of, you know, it's helpful or not helpful. Really, all emotions are helpful. But really, I went back to this indulgent emotion term because as I again, just kept thinking about, is this the right term? Is this the right term? I came to it was because what I see with clients and what I see in my own life and what I see just in my everyday world are people who are experiencing emotions that they do indulge in, meaning they just kind of stay stuck there. It's kind of like, you know, if you were in to indulge in some food, right? Like you open up a tub of ice cream. And it would be different if you went and just got a couple scoops and you ate a bowl that was like an appropriate serving, right? But if you were to sit there and consume the whole half gallon of ice cream, you would be indulging in that, right? And it's kind of the same with our emotions. There is a way to go in and feel something in a way where it's helpful and it's an appropriate way to feel it. And then there's a way to go in and just indulge in that feeling to a way where you don't really emotionally process the depth of what you're truly feeling. And so you end up having a lack of traction in your life, a lack of growth and a lack of movement. Okay. So that's really what I'm defining as an indulgent emotion is something that you are truly just indulging in that is just not allowing you to emotionally process. And so it's keeping you from moving forward in your life. Now, what are indulgent emotions versus non-indulgent emotions? Well, I did a lot of research on this and it comes back to what a lot of different researchers say is that we have a core few emotions that we experience. So some say it's as little as five core emotions. Some will say there's seven core emotions. And it's so funny because one of my favorite movies is Inside Out from Pixar. It came out in 2015. And when I went and saw that movie with my daughter, I was just in love. I was already a life coach at that time, but I was new in my business and new to understanding this whole, you know, emotional world, I guess, in, in many ways, even though I had been a psych major and all that. But I just felt like in that movie, they had 
really described and brought to life emotions so well and emotions in our head so well. And it was just such a powerful movie for me. And it's funny because, you know, um, with COVID this past year, my kids and I have been watching a lot more Disney Plus than I will ever watch in my future, that's for sure. And one movie my son, who's now age three, has been really into the past few weeks is Inside Out. Like he will watch that movie over and over and over again. And so it's so funny as I'm, you know, finalizing this episode, knowing, okay, it's getting close to when this episode's going live and me doing my final research and finding again what the core emotions are. It goes back to those core emotions that they had in that movie Inside Out. So as I said, some research say there's just five core emotions, and those core emotions are anger, fear, disgust, joy, and sadness. So again, if you watch Inside Out, you know those are the five emotions living in Riley's head in the movie, right? Now, some researchers say there are two more than that, and there's surprise and contempt. And just a fun fact for you, when they were putting together the movie Inside Out, the director, Pete Docter, he reached he reached out to a psychologist, Paul Ekman, and he said, okay, Paul, tell me about emotion. You know, I'm wanting a couple characters here. And Paul came to him and said, well, there are seven core emotions. And again, he listed off anger, fear, disgust, joy, sadness, surprise, contempt. And Pete, the director, was like, okay, I hear you. There's seven core emotions, but we're really just wanting five. So if you had to just pick five, Paul, what would you pick? And that's what he chose. Anger, fear, disgust, joy, sadness. So more researchers have come out, I believe, since the Pixar movie and said, okay, if we're going to pick five, then those are the five. And I would agree with that. I would agree that those five are the core emotions. And then we have on those like kind of bonus ones of surprise and contempt because contempt to me is really neutrality. And that's where I'm trying to get a lot of my clients to as we're working together. But looking at the space of indulgent emotion and me as a coach trying to get my clients out of indulgent emotion and get them to more of their core emotions, when I'm trying to get them to a core emotion, I'm trying to get them to anger, fear, disgust, joy, and sadness. And that's where I'm trying to get them in those moments, especially when they're experiencing what's called a low level emotion. Now, if you're like, what do you mean by low-level emotion, Lindsay? Well, there's this emotional frequency chart I give my clients, and it's an image. And um, I won't put it in the show notes just because I think it might confuse you too much. But it's the research from, um, I believe, David Hawkins and his book, Power Versus Force. I believe I'm citing that correctly. But anyways, he researched that each emotion has a frequency. And the emotions that feel more quote unquote negative to us have a lower frequency. And it goes back to what I talk about with clients and what I talk about sometimes on the show where your energy has a BO around you. So think about when someone's in a really positive energy and they're in a giving space, you want to be around that person, right? You're, you're attracted to them. But if somebody is feeling very angry or they have a lot of sadness that's unprocessed, you tend to not want to be around them, right? Like their energetic BO is like, oh, I don't know. I don't even know that person, but I just know based off what energy they're putting out in the world is like something I don't want to be a part of, right? So again, we each have these 
emotions and these frequencies when we're feeling emotions. So a client will come to me sometimes and you can just tell they're in a quote unquote negative headspace. And so they're likely feeling those negative emotions like shame, humiliation, blame and guilt, hopelessness or apathy, sadness, regret, disappointment, fear, greed and addiction, anger or hate. Those are what is on our emotional frequency chart as the low level emotions. Now we have a bigger feelings chart where there's so many emotions tied into those primary emotions on that feelings chart. And so they may come to me and be like, Lindsay, I'm not necessarily feeling ashamed, but I'm feeling foolish. Or maybe I'm not feeling sad. I'm really feeling gloomy, right? But it kind of is like, it's just potato, potato, right? Like the words still go back to some of those core. I promise all of this is making, is going to make sense. Okay. Follow me. And so when a client is coming to me and they're like, Lindsay, I'm just feeling, um, really angry today or really, um, jealous. Like that's a good one. Like I'm feeling really jealous today of something that happened at work. A coworker got promoted and I didn't. As we're coaching together, I'm trying to get them out of what's considered an indulgent emotion. So it's an emotion outside of those core five emotions of anger, fear, disgust, joy, and sadness, and getting them to feel more of the core of that feeling. So for jealousy, it may be anger, like, oh, I'm so mad this person got a promotion over me. It may be fear of, oh, I fear that I'm not going to move forward in my career. It may be sadness of what's wrong with me. Why am I not getting promoted? It may be a mix of all of those, right? But again, as we're coaching together, my job is to help get them out of that indulgent emotion. So anything that's beyond those core five emotions and getting them more to that core to feel the depth of whatever they need to feel so that they can move forward in their life. Okay. So if we go back to my example, if somebody comes to me and says, Lindsay, I'm just feeling so jealous of this person that got promoted over me. So what I will do then is to say, okay, tell me more. What does this feel like? Well, it just feels like I'm never going to do da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, well, as you say that thought, what do you feel? Well, actually I feel anger. Okay. So tell me more about the anger. What, tell me about the core, like what's driving this anger behind there. And they may say something like, Um, you know, she wasn't qualified. I was a lot more qualified. I've been here more. I've been putting in the hours and she doesn't, but she's just better friends with my boss. And so that's why I believe she got promoted. It's like, okay, well then let's process that. Like, tell me more. And I'm getting them to really feel the depth of that anger as we're coaching together, because that's, what's going to allow them to feel the depth of the emotion, to emotionally process it, versus staying in what I call the tornado of emotions and just feeling this jealousy or maybe just a, you know, surface level anger over and over and over again. And this is, again, something I talk about on the show from time to time. And I definitely talk about with my emotions of the cycle of emotions is we feel a feeling, you know, typically a negative feeling and it feels crappy. And so instead of feeling that feeling and really getting to the core of the emotion, like anger, feel, disgust, joy, and sadness, We'll say, oh, I don't want to feel this. And so they turn to a distraction to numb it out. Like they'll go have a glass of wine. They'll go eat a cupcake. They'll go and go out with their friends. They'll go shopping. They'll turn on Netflix and zone out. They'll go gossip about somebody, right? So they'll turn to these things that they don't really want to do, but they do them anyway in order to not really feel the depth of what they're feeling. And then they may feel a little bit better like, oh, okay. 
yeah, I didn't get that promotion, but I went out, had a couple drinks and zoned out on Netflix all weekend and bought this really cute outfit. And I feel a little bit better because of that. But then what happens is they didn't feel the depth of the emotion. And two, they did behaviors that didn't really help them on their growth in life. Let's be real. Like maybe they added a little bit more debt because they went shopping or they just spent money that they really could have spent better elsewhere. They maybe have some extra calories to burn off now that they didn't really anticipate. They may have wasted a whole weekend that they could have been spending on something more productive, right? It just, it's it's very variant here, right? I'm not saying those things are detriments to your growth. Obviously, we all need time to go and zone out on Netflix at times, and it's not bad to have a drink or sweets or any of those things. I'm just saying, again, if you're going to do things that you don't want to do, but you're doing them anyway, that's called a distraction. And that's called you avoiding your feelings instead of feeling the depth of it. Okay. So then what happens is then you repeat the same cycle again, something else comes up, you feel jealous or whatever you're feeling, it's a negative emotion, and you repeat the cycle over and over again. What needs to happen again, is you get out of those feelings. Okay, meaning you feel the depth of the feelings of crappiness. So again, if that client is coming to me and saying, I feel jealous, We really need to feel the depth of that jealousy, which is probably anger, sadness, and fear, and maybe even a little disgust, and feeling through that to then feel neutral about it, so then then they can go and move forward in life and continually grow and prosper and change and get what they want, okay? So again, if we're looking at this term of indulgent emotions and what specifically is an indulgent emotion just going to say it again. It's any emotion outside of the five core emotions that you are just kind of indulging in, meaning you're just spinning in that feeling. You're using maybe distractions to avoid feeling that feeling, and it's not allowing you to move forward in life. Now, again, you may still be indulging in anger, fear, disgust, even maybe some joy and sadness, because if you're overly joyful, like I have clients that come to me and have the Clifton strength of positivity high. And what happens is they can get into toxic positivity. And we're seeing this a lot in some of the coaching world too. Like Rachel Hollis has being called out about this all the time. It's like, oh, let's just be positive all the time and not look at our crap and not feel our feelings and just like go, 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 achieve, 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 be happy, be happy. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're like been indulging in joy when you didn't truly feel authentic joy. And now it's like you got all this shit to clean up with anger and all that, right? So I'm saying all this and hopefully you're still following me because this is so important that it's so, so vital, my friends, that you don't indulge in your emotions, okay? No matter what they are, if it's that core five or not, but again, I really see anything beyond that core five is definitely an indulgent emotion. And instead you just feel your feelings in it. Okay. Have you ever had a time in your life when you feel like you're just spinning in something like you're overthinking it? You just don't feel like you're processing it. I know for me, before I learned the tools I learned in coaching, I felt that way all the time. Like I had feelings for people who I felt quote unquote wronged me decades later. Like there was a boyfriend I had in middle school that I just felt like I could never fully get over it. Like even when I was in my late 20s, before again, like this is right before I entered coaching, there was still a piece of me that just held on to how that ended with him 
and I just couldn't move on. And then when I had my ex-husband and he did all the things he did with his double life and the lies and all that, I was like, oh my gosh, how in the world am I ever going to get over this? I feel so angry and um, just so like bitter and resentful. But I know I have to get over this in order to move on with my life and to not let it impact our daughter because I need to have somewhat of a healthy relationship with him. And that's where luckily I just happened to stumble upon coaching and learn the tools. But that's what it's like to be in indulgent emotions is to just not be able to process emotion. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple other examples here of how I'm seeing this with clients of, of like clients I'm working with right now so that you can start to see this more in your life. Okay. The first example is a client of mine. She has wanted to have a business now for years. Her and I worked together many, many years ago. She was one of my first clients in my group coaching. And then her and I parted ways for a bit. And then she has re-entered her coaching relationship with me this past year in my Living the Dream program for my ongoing clients. And she's had businesses here and there along the way. They haven't really picked up because she'll start something. And then she's kind of like, eh, I don't really want to do this anymore. And she pulls away. So this past year, we've been working on what is the business that you really want to start? You have this calling. You want to be an entrepreneur. What is it? And so as she's going along, she's taking action. She's realizing what she's wanting more of, what she's wanting less of. And it's a beautiful thing, right? That's that's the beauty of living life is you take action and you figure out, you know, what it is you like and don't like. You, in essence, fail forward, right? Um, so as we're doing this, there are times when her brain really likes to indulge in overwhelm and doubt. And she will come for coaching or she will even email me and say, oh, Lindsay, I just don't know where to go next in my schedule. Or I just don't know what offer to make next. Or I just don't know what to do. Should I do this or should I do that? And many times I'm telling her, if you had to decide right now, what would it be? And you can tell her brain does not like it when I do this. I'll even ask her sometimes when she says, I don't know what to do. I'll say, if you didn't know, what would you need to do? And you can tell she gets a little defensive because her brain loves to indulge again in overwhelm and indecision and doubt because what's happening for her deep down is this core of fear. She is really fearful to go out there and make more decisions toward her business and in essence fail along the way and then have to feel more emotions, probably some sadness, probably some more fear, probably some anger and a whole spectrum of other things as she is building this business. And so to her brain, it's like, oh, let's just stay in this overwhelm and this doubt and this confusion because that feels more comfortable for me, even though it's pretty uncomfortable, but it's more comfortable than going out there and failing, right? And so I'll just keep spinning in this. And so constantly I'm having to coach her on, okay, again, your brain is indulging in this. You're having an indulgent emotion. Let's really get to the fear. And so then we get to the fear of, oh, I'm just scared of failing. I'm like, yep, here it is again. And we feel through that. And then we do the mindset work we need to do in order for her to intentionally program in her mind. So she's not as scared of fearing failure anymore. And then she's moving forward. And then it will pop up again. And she thinks it'll, it's so funny because the brain gets really sneaky. It'll present it in so many different ways. She'll be like, well, it's not exactly like it was last time. It's a little bit different this time. I'm like, yeah, the brain's just sneaky. The brain's just like, hey, here's another way that we could potentially keep her safe by not putting herself out there when really you're going to be fine. You're going to go put yourself out there. You're going to make an offer. Some people are going to say no. Some are going to say yes. 
You're going to experience wins. You're going to experience losses along the way. And you're going to feel all the feelings, but you know how to feel through that. And that's okay. You just pick yourself up and you keep going, right? And so that is a way in which I'm seeing that one client experiencing indulgent emotions over and over and over again, okay? Now, for another client of mine who is experiencing indulgent emotions, it is with another ongoing client too, because what happens I'm seeing too is that when I work with a client in my nine-month one-on-one simple success system, you know, we're making so much massive change in those nine months. And their brain is pretty open and receptive to change because it's a new relationship with me and they're learning these tools and they're spotting these things that once they didn't spot. And then, you know, what happens if we don't continue to work together in my ongoing coaching process and they go away for a while, like I said earlier, with the other client, the brain gets sneaky. It presents things in new ways and I'm not there to guide them and to coach them and to spot things that they're not spotting in themselves because again, the brain is sneaky, I keep saying. And so then it's like all of a sudden they get back into these indulgent emotions or they're just not fully processing the feelings they need to feel. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, oh man, why am I not making forward progress in my life? I did so well when I was with Lindsay. And it's like, yeah, girl, you just need a coach in your life, be it me or somebody else to help you continually manage your mind, feel your feelings so you can continually move forward in your life. So many people just think, oh, I'm just gonna have coaching, one done, move on. No, having a coach in your life is for people who are growth oriented and really want to keep going. This is a way for you to just, in essence, have the support in your back pocket. In essence, it's just like having a dentist who cleans your teeth every so often and going to the doctor every so often. You need somebody to look at your life and your mind in a different way than you're not necessarily seeing. Okay. So going back to this other client, she's an ongoing client of mine as well. And when we worked together those first nine-ish or so months, she made a lot of progress. Then we took about a year or so off. And then she came, she's come back to me and now she's had these new problems. And one of the big things is that she has not allowed herself to really feel the depth of her sadness. Now, granted, she always had the sadness there, even when we were coaching together the first time. But it's like what I say often is new level, new devil, right? So when she came to me the first time, we processed what needed to be processed at that time in her life based on the goals and dreams that she had. Well, then she achieved those things and then she up-leveled. And then now she's just gotten to a point where the brain is like, hey, listen, if you're wanting to have, and for her, it's a very, very deep relationship with her husband where she is just very vulnerable with him and she is very authentic with him and really putting herself out there. Her brain is like, oh, listen, we can't go do this quite yet because we have all this shit in your past that we need to process about sadness. And so it's getting to a point for her where if she's not dealing with the core of the sadness and really processing through that, she starts to indulge in part of the sadness and then she indulges in like other emotions and it comes out in sneaky ways because the brain hates feeling sad. Let's think about it. Sadness does not feel fun. It doesn't feel powerful. And so instead, she'll kind of indulge in um, like anger, but it's not really like a healthy anger. It's like resentment kind of thing of like, oh, he sucks or this person sucks and I don't like this. And she'll have these anger outbursts. And so again, she's not like fully processing the anger sadness there. And so then it's like she's not really moving forward sometimes. She'll even regress a little bit. She'll end up gaining some weight. She'll make a little bit of money here and then it'll kind of go backwards. 
And so as we're coaching together, and I've even brought in another coach for her, Casey, who you guys have met on the show, or you gals, I don't know why I said guys, no, there's likely no guys here. Um, but anyways, I brought in that other coach for her so she can really just finally go in and feel the core of the emotions she needs to feel, which is really for her a lot of sadness and processing through them. And of course, it feels uncomfortable. Of course, it's not something that's highly enjoyable for the brain. But then what happens is she's processing that. She's moving forward again and she's moving forward with more ease because she's no longer sitting in these indulgent emotions. The weight is starting to come off of her slowly but surely. She's connecting more in her marriage. She's fine-tuning her career even more to get more in alignment. And, you know, again, it's like she doesn't quite feel excited to go in and feel the core of these emotions, but she's seeing enough results so far of like, oh, yes, I see how this is. These are emotions that are indulging and not really helping me. And here's where I really need to feel. Again, it goes back to sometimes too of what I was talking about with that toxic positivity. She's one that she would come to calls many times and be like, oh, I have nothing to coach on or everything's great. Or it'd be a lot of surface level stuff. And I'm like, no, no, no. Leave all your surface level stuff for like casual conversations you have in your everyday life. Like, give me the good stuff. Like, give me the core of what's going on. I really want to know. And she's like, well, I don't even know what's going on. And that goes back to, again, if you're a coaching client of mine, you know, it's like, you need to know what's going on. You need to be coaching yourself enough to know by journaling, right? You know that with me. But if you're not a client of mine, uh, you've got to be feeling your feelings. Like you've got to go in and look at that stuff. So many of us as driven women, you know, again, we think, oh, feeling our feelings is going to slow us down. We don't have time for that. We have other things and it makes us feel powerless and weak when we want to feel strong and, you know, um, confidence, but really that's the secret sauce, my friends. Yes. Does it slow you down sometimes to go in and feel? Absolutely. Like I'm feeling through some stuff in my own life right now with my mom that, you know, I've kind of just danced around for a while and thought it wasn't that bad, but I'm getting to a level in my life now where I'm taking the amount of joy that I want to feel in my everyday life. And I'm amping that up. My brain is saying to me, okay, Lindsay, you really want to feel that much joy in your everyday life? Well, we need to finally process the depth of the sadness of you not having the mom that you deserve to have and how that really was an abusive situation. Even though you've tried to logically dance around that, that was really shitty and really feeling through that. And there are times that I'm like, oh, I don't have time for my session today with my coach. Like, I don't want to deal with this. But then after I have that session, I actually do. I feel better. Like some moments I don't quite feel better. It's like, oh man, I'm really like feeling through this, but I know enough to know that on the other side of this, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Okay. So I hope you're following me. Anytime I'm teaching something new, I must admit that I'm like, are they getting this? Does this make sense? Am I explaining this well? So give me your feedback on this episode. Do you feel like you know the difference now between an indulgent emotion and a non-indulgent emotion? You feel like now you know the importance of going in and feeling your feelings. You're seeing that in order to have this greatly successful, massively amazing feeling life, you have to process through your core feelings. You have to go in and feel the depth of those things, which, as we said, the core emotions are anger, fear, disgust, joy, sadness. You've got to go in and feel that. You know, it goes back to if you're a coaching client of mine, this is why we do the release that we do in the coaching process where you're going and you're spending that time. They go away for two days. They disconnect from the world and that may 
freak some of you out if you're not a coaching client of mine of like, holy shit, they go away for two days and disconnect. They do. And they go in and they feel through all the things that they have brought forth of like, here are the things that play off in my mind. And that's the shit that needs to go. Like they need to just go and cleanse. They need to do in essence, like an emotional detox. And again, if that freaks you out, that's totally normal. It freaked me the F out too when I did it. Um, but then afterwards, who man, does it feel better? And you start to not worry about those things anymore. Or think about those things anymore. And you show up in your world in a different way and you just feel better. You get this glow about you. And that's when you start to, again, like lose weight. And if you want to lose weight and just get promotions and get the job offers you want. You know, it's so funny. I just, as I was getting on this podcast, um, I have a coaching client right now. She's at the point where I guess she's like a month or so post-release. And she wrote me and she said, hey, Lindsay, I just want to let you know that I had such a good day today at our event showing up as my authentic self. It was so amazing to not have my IMG, my inner meat girl, meaning like that negative inner voice in her head, running through my head and being authentically me. She said, then a boy with Down syndrome came up to me, came in as a new patient. I told his mom about my experience and that special needs is my specialty. And they rebooked to come back on the way out. He gave me a hug manifesting that and it's showing glimpse of what God has for me. Anyways, thank you. And that's what I'm talking about here, friend. It's like, this is a client of mine. Man, is she amazing. (laughs) I wish I could tell you all about her. I hope she comes to the podcast sometimes, but she is finishing up med school in essence. And she's about to step in her role as a doctor. And so she came to me and she's like, I want to make sure as I'm stepping into this new role in my life that like, I'm not cutting myself short. Like I'm really fully embodying myself. And so for the first three-ish months of coaching, we were going in and feeling the depth of her feelings. And granted, she didn't have that much there. She's had a pretty awesome life, but there's just a couple things, like things that happened in school, a couple things with a couple different boyfriends, which happens to all of us, right? A couple little things with her parents. Again, you know, it happens. And then now she's like, man, I get to fully like step into this new version of herself. And she got a glimpse of that today with one of her first events that she's having as, you know, being this new version of her and stepping into this new role in her life. And we've been developing her authentic life plan too. So when she's talking about um, working with special needs kids, that's what she's talking about because she's realized this even more so as like, that's who she's really wanting to help. So it's just so cool that she's, she's able to, she said, manifest it, right? Of she's gotten really clear on what it is she wants. And so now she's seeing more and more of what she wants because her brain knows what to focus on. So that's the growth you can experience, my friend, when you're not indulging in emotions. You're not just like, you know, in essence, like feeling a negative emotion. And then you're just like, oh, let me go tend to a distraction instead. And granted, no, we all do this. Like I catch myself doing this all the time. Even this weekend, because I'm recording this on a Sunday, I was laying down on the couch and I could just feel in my arms like a low level of anxiety and how I really wanted my phone. I was like, oh, I just really want my phone and I really want to grab it. And I was like, whoa, Lindsay, you're having anxiety. I can see you're wanting to turn to a distraction, which remember is something you do, but you don't want to do, which is my phone. And what is it that you're trying to avoid feeling? And I sat there and I was like, I'm trying to avoid feeling the sadness that I'm processing through about my mom. And so I just laid there on the couch and I'm like, I just feel this layer of sadness right now as I'm bringing forth the, you know, depth of the sadness that I'm working through with my coach about 
my mom and how what's that going through. And so I just took some deep breaths, laid on the couch, just allowed myself to feel instead of turning to that distraction to numb me out. So then I'd feel a little bit better. And then I'd have to deal with the sadness even more. Okay. So an indulging behaviors in essence or distractions, right? Okay. So again, hope all of this made sense to you. The bottom line is we want to feel our feelings as much as our brain hates to feel it. And as much as our brain thinks we're not going to pull ourselves out of it, because that's a big fear I have, I know for myself, but it's diminished over the years, obviously, because I know how to pull myself out with the tools I have. But I hear that from women who've never experienced like coaching with me or having tools to pull themselves out. Just know you just don't have the right tools yet. Okay. You will pull yourself out of it. You will. You just need the right tools. Okay. My friends, thank you for joining me on this episode where we're talking all about emotions and feelings. I know it's not always the most pleasant thing, but I appreciate you being here because not only are you changing your life by doing this work and listening to these kinds of things and maybe even coaching with me, but you're changing everyone around you. You know, I see the impact of the work that I do every single day in my kids. I see it with my husband and then they go out and they make an impact in their world, especially my daughter, the way that she is with her classmates, she is able to help them process feelings. You know, like something happened on the playground the other day where unfortunately, and this may be a trigger warning because um, there was a dead bunny and it looks like someone had abused the dead bunny on the playground and some of the kids were crying and my daughter went up and was like, you know, what do you need to process right now? What do you need to feel through? And the reason my daughter is like that is because I do that for her. And the reason that I do that for her is because the work I do on myself, right? So it's a big trickle effect. So many women think it's selfish to invest in their own work and to take the time to do that, but it's actually the least selfish thing that you can do. It's the best thing you can do for your loved ones and for this world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, that's all I have for today, my friends. I'll see you next time. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.